Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Halftime with James Lake. I'm your host, James Lake, here with, I guess, Tony Nometi. Uh Tony, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, so first, I definitely wanted to get into these um, super wild card uh, injuries and playoff like reports and our predictions and all that stuff. So are you cool with getting into that? Yeah, for sure. Let's hop right into it. All right. So our injury updates. Um, Tampa Bay just they just got a bunch of people back. Shaq Barrett, uh, Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard. What do you do? You think that that's that's definitely going to be able to help them throughout the playoffs? Yeah, I definitely do think. Now, I I will say I have a hot take coming up. Right? Are you ready for my hot take? Yeah, go ahead. I think the Eagles beat the Bucks in the wild card round, and here's why. The Eagles have the best run offense in the league. They average the most yards on the ground per game of any team in the NFL this year. Now, yeah. checking the weather report for the Buccaneers, because obviously it's going to be at the Bucs Stadium. They're the higher seats, so they have the home field advantage. It's actually supposed to be extremely rainy and windy. Uh, usually when it's rainy and windy, it's harder to throw the ball, of course, which means teams are going to have to run. Now, as you said, the Buccaneers are getting some guys back there. They should be able to stop the run a little bit better against these Eagles. But I think that the Eagles run game is just going to be so much better than the Bucs. And that could be the difference maker, honestly. So my hot take of the postseason is that the Bucs lose in the wild card round to the Eagles. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one because... Like you said, the run game of the Eagles is going to be a lot better because of the rain, and they will they won't be able to throw. And Jalen Hurts also has been great um, running on the ground. And Absolutely. my my favorite my favorite game is definitely going to be that um, that Bucks versus uh, Patriots game. Don't know that how that one's going to play out, uh, but I'm taking uh, the the Patriots on that one, thirty two to. I mean, thirty-one to seventeen. Yeah did you uh, did you see that Julian Edelman put a uh, hundred thousand dollar bet on a Patriots uh, Buccaneers Super Bowl this year? A hundred thousand? He put a hundred thousand dollars on it like two weeks ago. No way. Yep, he's so confident on it. And honestly, if if the NFL wants like views and the ratings and all that, that's the game that they have to be hoping for, right? Like that would be the ultimate game to see at the biggest stage between, you know, Belichick, Brady, like that'd be awesome. They played earlier in the season and Belichick actually almost pulled off that upset. Of course it was insane to watch. So I would definitely not hate seeing that Uh, to be totally honest with you. I just don't think it'll happen. I don't think the Patriots are there just yet. I think give them one more year though. Same. Um, what do you think about that Chiefs? Uh, that Chiefs uh, Pittsburgh game. I definitely don't think that that one's going to be a fun game to watch. I don't think that too many people are going to be tuning into that one because of the blowout that happened in Week 16, 30 to three, 30 to ten. It's just not going to be that entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I think this is just going to be kind of like a tune-up game, if you will, for the Chiefs. Uh, just testing some stuff out. I really don't think that the Steelers' offense is going to be able to do anything. It's been so slow. Uh, obviously, Big Ben's not able to run. He's not able to throw quite as well as he used to be. The O-line's, like, decent. It's okay. It's good enough. But Najee still struggles, even though he's 
been a pretty good back. You know, every every running back needs a great O-line, right? Like, that's how you become great in the NFL as a running back is you just get behind a good O-line that can kind of push guys out of the way for you. So I think that even though Najee might have a little bit of a decent day, that Chiefs yeah. defense has definitely stepped up from the first half of the season. Uh, so I think that they're going to be able to stifle the Steelers' offense. And as good as the Steelers' defense is, I mean, how do you stop the Chiefs? They have so many weapons. Mahomes yeah. is always going to be Mahomes. You're not going to be able to stop them. So uh, I don't think this is a particularly close game. I agree with you. I think the Chiefs pull it out for sure. Um, and also, did you hear that Big Ben was like joking around, talking about let's just play, go have fun, all that? Oh yeah, he I he he said actually. Uh, uh, what did he say? He said most people chance. think yeah. that we are probably the worst team in the postseason. Which honestly, yeah, you can't really yeah. argue with that. Yeah, for sure. And what do you, what's your Super Bowl prediction? What do you got? So I actually made a Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of this year, uh, and it was a little bit of a hot take at the time. Tom can attest to this. I see Tom's in here now. How you doing, Tom? It's been a while since we've done this, so it's going to be back. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. It's been a minute, but it is indeed good to be back. Yeah, and yeah, Tony's yeah. prediction is going to, I think, surprise a lot of people because he called it He called it so early in the season. I believe preseason even, right, Tony? Yeah, it was pre. It was before the season started. Yeah, no, it's a very, it was a very, in my opinion, I thought a very bold take, but not a bad take. Um, and, you know, it's aged really well. Yeah, so I actually called Titans Packers in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I oh thought God. the Titans with I Julio Jones was going to – you said the same thing? Dude, yes. we're on the same page. It's looking so good right now. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I just think that the Titans defense is just going to be able to pull out throughout these whole playoffs with um, uh, Tannehill being one of the passing leaders uh, from Week 18. And even though Derrick Henry's not coming back, this run game has still been pretty strong. But on the other side, uh, Packers, A.J. Dillon, and um, uh, Aaron Jones, they're just in el- elusive out of the backfield. And they also have um, Devontae Adams, which uh, Aaron will, pro- will be able to use him as a big weapon. And I think that would be a great Super Bowl. Of course. Did you see Derrick? I think Derrick Henry is coming back at some point. I, I don't know if it's maybe this week or I guess – it doesn't matter if it's this week, they have the one seed. But at some point in the playoffs, he's been designated to return. So if they can get him back on fresh legs, Julio yeah. Jones is coming back at the right time. A.J. Brown, of course, is dominant. I think Ryan Tannehill is an underrated quarterback. I've kind of been saying that for the past year or so. So I think this team has all of the kind of all the right pieces to get it going at the right time. The defense has made leaps and bounds over the course of the year. It's been phenomenal to watch them. They've been the most injured team in the league, still coming up with the one seed and getting healthy again. I can't wait to see what this team does. Kind of same for the Packers. Uh, They're like second or third most injured team. They're also getting all their guys back. So this could be a great, you know, one seed v. one seed in the Super Bowl. That'd make for an awesome game. Yeah. And also, um, I have... I'm going to say my, who I think is the most underrated player in the NFL. I'm going to go with Dearness Johnson. What do you think about that? I don't hate that take. Tom, what do you think on that? Oh, um, I was looking up how Derrick Henry's doing. So Henry currently is not designated. Uh, he's not been returned from IR, but he's designated to return from IR. So he has about uh, 21 days to be 
return to the active 53-man roster. So we can expect him back, I would think, not for this week, because obviously they're on the bye, but next week I expect him to be a regular participant in practice. Cool. Um, and yeah, I think Darius Johnson is an interesting take, right? I mean, and what, he's third on the, on the Cleveland Browns depth chart? Yeah, he's definitely, I think he's definitely going to be re-signed by another team for more money. But the amount of talent that he has... They have three very talented running backs in the backfield, so I don't think that they're going to re-sign him. If they do, I'll be pretty happy, but I don't think it's going to happen. Tony, um, when we watched, I believe it was the the Browns-Denver game, we said that the Browns had arguably the the three-headed, the best three-headed monster in the NFL. I think that this take definitely makes sense with that one. Are you willing to go as far as Dearness Johnson is the most underrated player in the NFL? Because I don't know if I'm ready to go with most underrated player in the NFL. I could definitely say he's an underrated and slept-on player. He's definitely underrated. I think we can all agree on that. Definitely a slept-on guy. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of running through guys in my head of who I think uh, also might be super underrated that isn't really appreciated as much. I think Dearness Johnson has to be in that conversation at the very least. I can't really think of anybody that's kind of, you know, hopped into the role and done as much as he has without really much help. I mean, Chubb was out. Kareem Hunt's been on IR all year. It was really just him for a while. And he. All right, so here's a take that I think will be interesting. So I don't know, James, if you've listened to our podcast enough to, to know about my projection system, Zelo. Um, well, that's good. Then you'll you'll kind of understand what I'm saying um, when I say that Dearness Johnson actually has a Zelo value of 47.36, which ranks better um, than a majority of the running backs in the league. He does rank 53rd by the model's projection system, um, but I, I definitely think that he's a very good player, a quietly good player. I'm looking at some of his stats right now, and he's definitely a quietly good player. Absolutely. I will say... And this might be, I don't know if this is more or less of a hot take than Dernish Johnson being the most underrated, but I personally think the only guy that I could really put up there saying the most underrated player in the NFL right now is Kirk Cousins. Nobody respects him, but he is a baller, and I will stand by that take. I will die on this hill forever. No, I like it. I mean, you know, Tony and I, we've talked about this plenty of times before, but I definitely love the Kirk Cousins take. You know, he's been, he's he's consistent. I do think that the knock against him is there's a, a stat, I don't remember the exact number, so you have to forgive me. But, you know, his record is below 500 when he goes into the fourth quarter um, with a lead and above five, well above 500 when he goes into the fourth quarter. Uh, trailing he has below 500 but above 500 when he's leading going into the fourth quarter so i think that you know he is a good quarterback but unfortunately i think the knock against him is that you know he can't win you games would you stand by that as as part of your analysis i don't well because like that's the thing that we've always talked about and uh james i don't know if you've heard like us say this but when we talk about quarterbacks one of the things a lot of people obviously talk about is you know you know, this quarterback's won Super Bowls or this quarterback's won so many games. I yeah. personally am not of the opinion that quarterback that wins are a quarterback stat. I think wins are a team stat. I think they're a great way to judge teams, and I think they're a great way to judge coaches. But I don't think they're a great stat to use to judge players. So when it comes to those kinds of, like, more team stats of, you know, they'll win this often with this lead or they'll usually lose when they're down or whatever, I think that's a team effort if you – can kind of say that so i don't think that's really a knock against kirk for me personally 
No, that's a fair point, but my retort would be that it's, you know, I think that that is a good stat when you're talking about maybe a smaller sample size, but the the, stamp, the sample size that that stat is referencing is the entirety of Kirk's career. So it's a large sample size with, you know, a, a sizable amount of data. It's not like somebody who's in their third year and that's a knock against sure. him. I definitely agree with that. But I do want to know, do you guys think that if Dearness Johnson got more playing time, not to knock against this Kirk Cousins take or sound impatient, but do you guys think that Dearness Johnson could be, if he got more playing time, a top 32 running back in the league? Top 32. It's hard to scale somebody up, right? Um, I think he can, I think he can be a signature back for a franchise, but I don't know if I would say, you know, I guess that means I would say, I think he can be a top 32 back in, in, in the NFL. I, I think so. I think that it, given the right offense and given the right team and given the lion's share of reps, I think he could be from at least a numbers standpoint. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I, I don't say that I as agree. in like, oh, he can't be a top 50 running back, but like, I think he could be higher. Like, James, where do you think his ceiling is? Like, if you were to get full playing time for the Browns, let's just say the Browns, he's the running back one, where do you think he would, like, end up? Like, a top 10 running back, you think? Top 15? Top 20? Top 15, definitely for sure. If he were to continue to keep up, he gets 100. He's had 100 yards per game every time he started in each Browns game. I I, yeah, I definitely think he could be top 15, even top 10, if he could average 100 yards a game. I agree, so and look, I think the stats, he has 100 attempts over the course of the season. So obviously, that's not like a starting every week running back you know, stat line, so that we do have to take that with a grain of salt. But he is averaging 5.3 yards per attempt on those carries, so I think there's definitely something to be said for him. So I think that the best way to do this then, um, I have his numbers up right now. Let's go through and let's list off the top, uh, like a consensus top 10 running backs, not to get, you know, um, a little too far away from kind of the topic of the playoffs. But I do think like, let's go through and list who we think, you know, how many running backs do we think are better than him? And where does, where do we think he kind of breaks even? Because I think the reason I'm hesitant to say higher than 30 is because there are a lot of good running backs in the NFL. I think definitely Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So you think he's still the third best? Because that feels I feel like that might hurt the argument a little bit that he's top I mean, fifteen if he's the third best on his team. I know Cleveland has good running backs, but maybe he might. I think he could be better than Kareem Hunt because Hunt has not been able to stay healthy throughout these two seasons. So I definitely think if he had the opportunity of a second string even a first string he could definitely be better than Kareem Hunt he could be John I I think another big name in the NFL that is better than Dearness Johnson is definitely Jonathan Taylor is absolute stud just mm-hmm. so I'm looking at I recently did the exercise of going through the the final season stats for everybody and ranking them by Zelo. Um, and I picked a couple of guys who are above, well above Dearness Johnson. So we have Derrick Henry ranking number one, yeah. then Jonathan Taylor, Chubb, Rashad Penny of Seattle, Elijah Mitchell, uh, the rookie, I believe, out of San Francisco. Then we have Dalvin Cook, Damian Harris, the New England running back who's quietly had an incredibly good season. 
uh, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, Kareem uh, Hunt, Jordan Howard, David Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, and Josh Jacobs. Like those are really good caliber running backs, and the list, you know, continues to go on. So do you really do you really think he's better? Like he'd be top ten, Tony? What was the number you gave again? Top fifteen? I think I could honestly say top fifteen. I'm trying to just look at like, you know, who would I honestly put above him? I don't know who I would. I mean, the one stat that I think really is extremely valuable for running back is yards per attempt. It's the one that I always like to go to. And if Mm -hmm. you look at the top yards per attempt leaders in the NFL, excluding quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Lamar, and Jalen Hurts are all in the top five. So I'm going to take them out just so we look at running backs. Dernish Johnson is number six in all the NFL in yards per attempt this season. And yes, like we said, he doesn't have all of the uh, uh, attempts that all these other guys do, but he still has 100, which is a pretty decent sample size, I think. No, that's definitely a good sample size, but my retort would then be, you know, and this is something I'm not faulting you for, this, it's really hard to do, right, to separate the running back from the offensive line in terms of production because the two are so, you know, one without the other, it, it's almost impossible to evaluate. But Kareem Hunt has 4.9 yards per attempt, and Chubb has 5.5 yards per attempt, you know, so they're, they're all really close. So how much of that is Durant Johnson genuinely being a good running back and how much of that is Cleveland having some of the best run uh, blocking in the NFL I think well I think you just said it's like Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt was 4.9 correct yeah well I think he's a great running back and you know he's only getting 4.9 so does that mean Dernish Johnson is a better running back well I don't think we have the proper sample sizes to really say that definitively like this guy is clearly better than the other but I do think that there is reason to believe that he is on his way to getting there if he were the starter that he would be better he is doing better through you know only 100 attempts but i would love to see him get a full season full starting Mm -hmm. attempts and just see what he does i do think it's fair to point out that kareem hunt has only had 78 attempts so you know i think that a good number would be you know dearest johnson you need to have at least 100 attempts to really get a fair gauge on that yards per attempt not that i think it would go up exponentially but i think he could at least break five if you're if you're kareem hunt for sure. I also think that giving the starting starting job, I think that Dearness Johnson could probably bake six seven if he could keep up this the he could just keep climbing up this hill that he's just been keep that he's just kept going up and up and up and kept going higher and higher. We started that first game. So the first game that he jumped into, uh, see, I don't have Zach's stats, but I know that that was like his big pop off game. He did awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how many yards per attempt he had on that one. Let's see, Darius Johnson stats. I, I have the individual game stats. If you want them, Tony. If you're, I don't know which games you're particularly looking for. The Broncos game. Um, so see. according to Sleeper. The Broncos game, so he had 22 attempts for 146 yards, and his yards per carry were 6.64 with one touchdown, and he's had a handful of receiving yards. Okay. Um, So two targets, two receptions, and 22 yards. I mean, I think that's an awesome game to look at, right? Because, like, we we all know that the Broncos have a good defense. Now, maybe they don't have the best defense in the league or whatever. Uh, I don't think they're quite as good as I thought they would be at the beginning of the season. For sure. But I think at this point they still had Von Miller with them, so that was that was pretty big. They're yeah, still but that was on the defense. 
you got to remember though, that's the COVID game. I was where both teams were decimated by COVID. So, you know, you got to yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Or wasn't the Browns O line also hit pretty hard? Yeah, and he still did amazingly. He still did I, really good. I guess I just don't know how much I would want to, um, you know, give give him credit for a game where the sample is so diluted by injury, right? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't get, you know, 6.6. That is an insane yards per carry, uh, yeah. especially in your first game ever as a starter. So, you know, maybe we drop it down a yard. Maybe it's 5.6. Even if it's 5.6 against that defense, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at um, the advanced metrics. I know, you know, take them with a grain of salt. I know not everybody likes DVOA and the stats that are like it. But by DVOA, the rushing defense out of Denver ranks 21st in the NFL at negative 5.1%. That's, um, you know, defended value over. Tom, you there? Yeah, you like that a little First, bit. because it would tell you that maybe he should have been getting those kinds of numbers. Repeat that again, Tom. Sorry, you yeah, cut you out. Yeah, you that a little bit. Oh, my apologies. Um, bad, bad college Wi-Fi. I know Tony can relate. Um, <laughs> so looking at Football Outsiders DVOA, you go specifically to their defensive DVOA, and you look at their rush defense DVOA. Denver ranks 21st in DVOA, and that's so they rank at negative 5.1%. Don't get me wrong, still a good rushing defense, I think, at negative 5.1%, but it's not the best in the NFL by any means. So do you think that he should have been putting up as good numbers as he did against what is a below average rushing defense? I still think it's impressive. Yeah. Like I think putting up 5.6, like let's just, let's, let's call it an extra yard less. If it's a healthier game, uh, you know, who can ever really say, but I think putting 5.6 on any defense is pretty impressive. I guess, but again, you know, you got to remember one injuries, COVID, and then two with the you know the addition of the fact that Denver isn't actually a very good rushing defense, it, right. it diminishes the performance a little bit in my eyes. I mean, he's still he's still a third string coming out of the backfield, but with like no not much help, they were all banged up, and it, he's a third string running back averaging five point six yards a carry, six point six yards in that game. That's it's just an amazing stat. I don't. I don't really think you could really take that away from him, even even saying that the Broncos' defense isn't great. No, I guess that's fair. I'm not trying to diminish the performance by any means. I do think it's a good performance. I, I like the performance so much I picked him up on my fantasy team, and he has served me well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was the, the first person I picked up. I immediately picked him up on the wa- uh, on the waiver wire and was glad I got him. Um but like, let's look at some of his other games. So Chicago, he played Chicago in week three. He had 4.5 yards per carry. Arizona, he played them in week six. It's a small sample size, but he had two yards per carry. Denver was his best. We've established at 6.6. Then at Pittsburgh, it was 5.5. In New England, it was 5.2. And it was Detroit, 5.2. Um, they had their bye, and it was 5.5 against Baltimore, negative two against the Raiders. And then you have 14.5 against the Packers, but I'm going to call that an outlier. We don't and talk get, about that. Yeah, yeah, 58 yards on four <laughs> yeah. carries. That's a bit of an outlier. And then Pittsburgh <laughs> was 2.6 yards per carry. So my question to you guys is that, you know, discarding the outlier that is the Packers game, and as Tony said, it's fight club with the Packers. We don't want to talk about the Packers run defense. <laughs> um, do you think it's worth saying, hey, this is a downward trend? It was a first kind of breakout game. Maybe the, the game plan was like they don't have 
you know, I know Tony, we both picked the Broncos in that game specifically because we didn't think that Cleveland would have a run game. So I think the Broncos probably didn't think they'd have a run game, which means they may have changed their game plan a little bit to allow him to get that season high number again, discarding the, the Packers game. That is true. I guess, you know, game plan, of course, is so much more important than people tend to think it is. But like, if we would have seen, let's say Dernis Johnson goes for eight yards per carry in the first quarter, let's say it's seven yards per carry in the first half, once they go through that halftime adjustment of like, all right, we need to really can this guy up, if it were to have suddenly dropped significantly in the second half, then I would be like, oh, okay, well, they just didn't really game plan for it. And once they got going with it and they figured out like, oh, they're just going to run this guy the whole time, then they were able to stop him or whatever, then I'd be like, okay, I guess it was game plan. But he was tearing them up all night, 22 attempts, 146 yards. That was the full game, and he never really got better for the Broncos. So I don't know if it was so much game planning and really just Dernish Johnson was just bad. Yeah, no, I, 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 do, I guess my point is, you know, if you have to start making, I feel like there's enough evidence to suggest he's not a top 15 running back. Maybe if you want to say he's top 20 or something, I guess I, yeah, could, I would could concede that. that. But I just don't think that, you know, you guys were talking him up as top 10, and I, I don't want to say that he's a top 10 runner. With the evidence that has shown, I definitely agree with that, saying that he's top 20. With the evidence that's shown, he's top 20 third string running. He's a top 20 in third string. That just shows how high up, how much higher up that mountain he could get if he got starting playing time. Yeah, no, there's potential. Don't get me wrong. I think a franchise is going to sign him come this offseason or the Browns are going to sign him, you know, uh, back to the team and are going to be very happy with his performance. I guess I'm just saying I want to drop the talk that he's a top 10 running back because I feel like I can probably list off a handful of guys who you know are, are significantly better. I'd say top 15 is a ceiling. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with I guess top fifteen as a ceiling, but not as where you'd expect him to be. I, I still think I'd probably be comfortable with the twenty to twenty five ranges where he could go. And you know, it very much depends on his offensive line too. If he goes to the Colts, he he could have a Jonathan Taylor esque season, I think. Really? That That's do you a big think right there. if do you think that if they did like a Nick Chubb uh Kareem Hunt thing do you think that if both of them were like a like a double team, double punch coming at you, do you think that he and Jonathan Taylor would have better seasons because of each other? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that um, I think that they have a very similar style. So at some point, it would kind of be a redundancy when you are building these two headed monsters. You're kind of looking for people who can do different things, right? You're looking for a downhill runner who can just absolutely light you up on a power run. But then sometimes, you know, you're also looking for a scat back who can make the defense miss and who can change, you know, change how defenses are approaching him. So I think they might be a little bit too similar. You know, you guys can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that, on the analysis of their play style. I don't know. I mean, like, we always kind of look at Cleveland as being the model for the, the two-back system. Those guys are two pretty pretty power runners. Like, I, I think Nick Chubb's a power runner. Kareem Hunt might be a little more agile, slightly. But uh, at the end of the day, they're both, you know, big, big backs that are just going to hit you hard. And that mm-hmm. works tremendously. I don't think any of us are going to say that, uh, you know, they have, they're not a top 
I'd say at least what top three rushing team in the league with those guys. No, yeah, they're definitely a, an incredibly good run team. I'm just asking. Um, I guess the original question: Do you think that if Dearness Johnson joined the Colts, Tony, do you think that which run offense? I guess would you take is is the simplification of the question. I think I would take the Colts honestly. If we're, I'm, I have the yards per attempt. Uh, chart yeah. still pulled up, and Jonathan Taylor is five. Dearness Johnson is six. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is five point five. Dearness Johnson Taylor three yards Taylor has like three times the repetitions, though, does he not? Yeah, I might. Yeah, he absolutely has a whole lot more for sure. I think Jonathan Taylor is definitely the better back. He also has the significantly better O line. So I think that at a certain point, yes, you can say that the attempts and uh, all that certainly factors into it. But Dearness Johnson still has a hundred attempts, so that is a that's a decent number. That's enough of a number where you can establish some consistency on those attempts. No, that's fair. Uh, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask if the uh, if you had another question that you wanted us to talk about. I do think we can agree that he's pretty underrated as a player. So. Yeah, definitely. I I do think that Jonathan Taylor does have a lot more reps to like to any back in the league but that doesn't take away from him how amazingly he has been performing this season and that's all I gotta say about Jonathan Taylor like what else can you really say he's been playing absolutely amazingly Mm -hmm. yeah no I definitely think he's been playing incredibly well Um, 100% so, James, to go back earlier, you said, I believe, that your pick for the Super Bowl was the Bears-Titans. Um, so what does the rest of your bracket look like, right? Because, you know, that is obviously the end goal is to to get to those two teams. But how do they get there? You know, what's the Packers, journey for those Titans. two teams? Yeah, Packers-Titans. Ah, yes, Packers-Titans. <laughs> I don't think anybody had the Bears in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm currently looking at, those, at the running backs, um, and I think I just went over a Bears player. <laughs> Um, hold on, let me pull up my bracket real quick. Tom, before you hopped on the call, I did, I was talking to James about the, uh, my Philly upset pick, uh, Philly over the Bucks in this wild card round. Yeah, no, I hate it. I'm sorry. I stand by it. I looked, <laughs> I, I looked at so the weather. Much. I looked at the weather again. It's supposed to be really rainy and really windy, so I'm sticking yeah, with that's it. That's the only reason I agree with him because, uh, Brady doesn't really, he, He's gotten used to all this hot weather, and they're gonna have to throw their their running game isn't great. Their their uh, offensive line isn't too amazing, but the Philly does have the number one running offense in the league, along with Jalen Hurts, pretty good running. No, so, don't get me wrong. That that is you could do a lot worse than Philly's run game, um, but so by DVOA. And again, you know, apologies for using these advanced metrics. I know Tony's not a, a huge fan of DVOA, I think. But Philly is third. But, uh, you know, guess who's fourth right behind Philly? It's Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay can absolutely Are run really? the ball. Yeah, by DVOA. Yeah, but um, and is, then, Lenny? is Lenny back? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's kind of something that you have to get. You have to wait to get a little closer to the game to figure out. But then by rush defense, Tampa Bay ranks significantly higher than Philadelphia. In fact, by DVOA, they're about twice as good as Philadelphia is. So that's why I, I still think I'm going with the, the Buccaneers. Okay, I have my bracket pulled up. 
Excellent. So, I'm taking the Patriots in that Bills game. Mm-hmm. I'm taking uh, the Colts in the Bengals game. Wait, I'm taking uh, the, I'm the Raiders. The, the Raiders in the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals in the Raiders games. I'm sorry. Gotcha. And I'm taking the Chiefs in the um, Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking the Chiefs in the Bengals game. And then I'm going to be taking the Patriots over the Chiefs. And then I'm going to say... Titans. Yeah. You're going to take Patriots over the Titans? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to take um the Titans over the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then for the NFC, I'm going to take Cowboys. I mean, 49ers over the Cowboys. Ooh, Campbell might be a little bit uh, upset by that one. I don't know if he's <laughs> listening right now. <laughs> Get him in, Tony. Let's get get him in. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm also gonna go with uh, Philly over Tampa. And okay, you guys. LA you guys like pain. I'm gonna take LA over the Cardinals. That's that's. I I don't. Not at all. No Buccaneers Eagles for me. It'll be it'll be Buccaneers all the way. I'm not taking the Eagles in that one. And then, what do you think is gonna happen in the Green Bay versus Bucks game? Oh, that's. I don't think it's so. Taking, looking at my bracket, you're taking Bucks over Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So then, so I'm just curious. Um, so you have Packers Titans. Are you taking the Titans to win the Super yeah. Bowl? Are you going to hurt Tony? You are. <laughs> That's Sorry, where we Tony. have to disagree. Packers are my boys. That's my team. I got to take them in the end. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans because that defense is just their run defense is going to be able to stop Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and their corners are probably are pretty good, so they're not going to be able to. He's not going to be able to use Devontae Adams as well, but he will is going to still be able to use Devontae Adams as a weapon. But so because just because of that defense and Julio Jones, hopefully if he stays healthy and if De- Derrick Henry doesn't suffer another setback, then I definitely think the Titans are going to be able to pull through on that one. We'll see. I know the Packers' defense is pretty hit or miss, uh, at least towards the end of the season it was. It looked pretty good against the Vikings. Granted, that was against Sean Mannion, uh, but it, they were able to stop Delvin Cook really well. I think he only averaged like 1.3 yards per carry or something like that, uh, which was awesome to watch. Finally, our defense could stop the run a little bit, so we'll see what happens with it. I think if the Packers' defense shows up, we Packers win that. It's just it's going to be all about the defense because we know Arod and the offense are going to show up. Yeah, I think that Rodgers and Devontae Adams are absolutely going to set a torch to the Tennessee passing defense. But that's just that's just my personal uh, opinion on that one. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not going to lie. I do think the Titans' defense has gotten better. Significantly better. They would not. They wouldn't have the one seed with the defense they had last year. Not even close. But at the same time, if you have in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time and the number one wide receiver in the league for the past two, three years you now. You think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time? Oh, Yeah, it is not even close. <laughs> I think we got a little bit of a conflict. And it's, and it's not even close. Tom Brady is the most overrated NFL player I can agree in the history that. of the NFL. I'll take Joe Montana over. Oh, okay. An, an older pick. Yeah, that is a that is a... A nuanced pick, I think, indeed. And also, uh, have you guys ever had a, speaking of, like, old school stuff, have you guys ever had your, like, a football claim to fame? 
anything like that. Football claim to fame. Well, Tom actually played in high school, but I did not. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I definitely did not have a claim to fame no, as a no. player. <laughs> um, so my claim to fame is I actually met Jerry Rice. Oh, okay. It's so like meeting an athlete. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's see. Well, I went to – I was actually in Lambeau for that Vikings game that I just talked about a couple mm. weeks ago, and we did a tour through Lambeau, and Leroy Butler gave us the tour. He's uh, currently going in That's for cool. the NFL Hall of Fame, so that was pretty cool to meet him and get pictures That's of him and all awesome. that. That's so cool. Tom, oh. have, you ever, have you met any big NFL players? Um, no, I, unfortunately I, I have not met a big NFL player. That's not that's yet. We got to get you no, a meeting yeah, with your boy Cam. Oh, I die. I die of pure happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's a big Panthers fan. Cam Newton's his boy. He is indeed. He's it's sadly like it's, you know, it's not a, not a good era for the Panthers. Sadly, <laughs> I, no. I, I think, um, that PJ Walker kids can have a good future in Carolina. Yeah, no, he's a he's a respectable backup. I'm I'm honestly a big PJ Walker fan. I believe he he won us that Lions game last year. Um, no, that and Stafford being injured. Yeah, the Lions. Uh, how did you guys feel when the Lions won that game against Packers? I thought it was absolutely unacceptable. I'm I'm not even a Packers fan, but I thought that that was absolutely unacceptable for them to be the number one seed in the NFC and lose to like one of the worst teams in the Dude. NFC. I didn't think it was unacceptable. If I recall, they put in Jordan Love in the second half just to because they knew the game A didn't matter, B they thought it'd be a good uh, time to kind of give Jordan Love a second evaluation after that Chiefs game, right? Tony, am, am I wrong there? No, we we benched Rodgers and all of our starting receivers uh, after all half. Of the, oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, Adams, Lazard, MVS, they never touched the field in the second half. Okay, that's different. But like, and I also I, think, like, even if they would have put him in, like, let's be honest, the only reason we played that game was because it was on our schedule and we were contractually obligated. We, <laughs> we were just going through the motions. Like, we were already focused on the playoffs. We could, you know, we lose that game a million to nothing and we're still the number one seed, so we didn't really care. Yeah, Rodgers didn't even play um, half the game and he still has the best quarterback rating and QBR, so... You know, do with that what you will. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> it's also three times better than Jordan Love's. Well, I guess two, more like two times better, but still. All right. Uh, what do you guys want to get into next? Your choice. Do you have any topics that you're you're dying to kind of talk about, Tony? I, I I honestly I don't have anything that I'm I'm dying to talk about right now. No. I guess we could explore. The, the the Texans firing of David Culley that was kind of I guess unexpected to at least me I don't know if anybody else here thought that like they were waiting for the Texans to fire their head coach or what yeah it, it wasn't really a shock but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't really a shock but it wasn't really surprising it wasn't well, really surprising I, but it wasn't I mean like if you, so if you're looking at David Culley right he led the Texans to four and thirteen. I honestly thought that kind of exceeded my expectations on what I thought the Texans were going to do this year. Four I thought the Texans your expectations of the Texans. But it was above my expectations. I thought they'd yeah, be worse. Right here. Wow. So what I mean, I, look. Speaking like, of Texans, how about let's get into Deshaun Watson? 
Yeah, no, I mean, we can definitely talk about Deshaun. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of n- new stuff to talk about. You know, yeah. he's until that court case, uh, you know, we don't know a whole lot about that because, you know, <laughs> the law is a little bit slow to move. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going to know anything new about that for a while, I think. And it's, you know, unfortunately for the Texans, it definitely puts them in limbo for the foreseeable future. Do you think yeah. they're going to take someone like a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral with their pick? That's a good question. And my uh, official position right now is that if I'm in those top couple of spots, I'm not thinking about a quarterback because there just isn't one, you know, according to the the experts, that's yeah. worth taking. So I I'm, I would not. Um, My mock draft, uh, hold on, let me pull that up as well. Wow, you already got mock draft done. Oh my gosh! This, yeah, I, this kid's ahead of the game. You are on it. Let me find it. I'm gonna pull up an old ESPN mock draft because <laughs> I don't pay enough attention to college to no, uh, yeah. to merit. James, it. we don't we don't really watch college, so we're not too nuanced in that aspect. We're 100 percent on the NFL, so any like draft stuff or yeah. if you have any questions on college guys, I have no idea. I will fake it by Googling stuff. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I can do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm out of the college scene. I don't like college football very much. I could find it. I took it in a like an online thing. It was just a, like a little simulator. I yeah, I do like those, those mock drafts. I'm currently looking um, at the CBS one, which I think will be really interesting. So right now it would have the Texans taking um, – how's that – is that this year's? Oh, I think yeah, it's this year's. Um, it would be Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback. So he's currently prospect ranked number two according to CBS, position rank first. And what uh, the argument here is that Houston has zero cornerbacks under contract next season. So adding starting caliber players as well as depth is a huge priority for the organization. Stingley has been out of sight and out of mind for most of the season due to an injury, but remains one of the best overall talents. That would be with the third pick in the draft. I don't think I'm going to be able to find this. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to to go back to the David Cully coaching, Tony, we oh, both knew that. that the, oh, excellent, I, I you found had, it. I had them taking uh, Evan Neal out of Alabama, the offensive tackle. Yeah, that is a good pick. But unfortunately, according to the, to the mock I'm looking at, I think that would be the first pick of the draft. <laughs> no, I think he's already Lions, gone. I think it, the Jaguars are going to be taking Aiden Hutchinson, and then they're going, and then the Lions are going to be taking uh, Kevon Th- Thibodeau. I don't know how to say his last name. Thibodeau, I believe. Yeah, Kevon Thibodeau, and I think that uh, Evan Neal's still going to be there. So, looking at the draft network, the Jaguars are listed as in need of an edge rusher, an offensive tackle, and a safety. Personally, for me. Um, if I were the Jaguars, I'm probably taking the offensive lineman just because I, I'm very disappointed in the season that Trevor Lawrence has had, and I'm going to try to get him help in this draft in the form of weapons and a better offensive line. So I, personally, I'd go with Evan Neal, especially because of his, um, you know, I think that there is something to be said for, for drafting for need if it's this desperate, and I think that Jacksonville should probably try and get a lineman. I also... I also... This is a hot hot take. I had um, Washington taking Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. Mm-hmm. 
I've all the film I've watched of him, he's played just amazing. I think he would be a good fit from for um the for Washington. So according to this mock draft that I'm looking at, Malik Willis is projected to go to the Minnesota Vikings, which is a really, really interesting one. Yeah. Um, and then Kenny Pickett would go to the football team, and then Matt Corral would go to the Denver Broncos. I had so, I had Kenny Pickett going to Atlanta. You know, that's good. So here's the problem, though. that t- This is what Tony and I talked about a little bit last year is that Contract-wise, if there was a time to move Matt Ryan, it was probably last season. Right now, his contract is is basically kind of impossible to move because it's it's just so expensive, and that I don't think that there's a team that's going to want to take on that massive of a contract for Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I think that they should take. Um, I forgot his name. Um, was it Matt Corral or Pickett? Pickett, Pickett, yeah. My bad. So yeah, I think that they should take Pickett because that would be a great pick for them because that would be a huge contract for what, like a year or two. No, Matt Ryan is definitely locked into Atlanta, which is why I think that you know there is something to be said for drafting a replacement a few years ahead. Yeah. But if you're the Falcons, um, and you know that this isn't a good draft class. You know, I'm not going to rush to take a quarterback that maybe isn't very good if I have other needs going on right now. So, personally, I I would be against it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. I was advocating that they took take somebody last year because that draft was so good. Hate to inter- oh wait, hate to interrupt, but we did just have Harry as a call. Oh shoot, he left. Ah, dang, dang it. it. Okay, sorry, Harry. Oh, Harry's back. Is he back? Come on, Harry, call in. Do you have a question? Call Harry. Come on, Harry. We'll let you in. Yeah, I need to do a better job of looking at the chat. I was looking, uh, looking. I was about, to answer, draft, I was about I to answer it, but I was gonna finish. Uh, I was gonna wait for you guys to. Um, I was gonna wait for you guys to. I was gonna wait for you to finish. Yeah, well, Harry, if you. Oh, hey, he's back. All right, he's Harry, back. let's go. All right, let's take this one. Unmute in the bottom right corner. I, I tell this to all my callers, literally. Harry? You there, Harry? There I am. Hey. Yeah, hey, guys. How's it going? Just wanted to uh, call in, say I've been enjoying listening to the uh, show with you and uh, James. What a little phenom that guy is, huh? (laughs) Yeah, already has a mock draft. Yeah, he's head of the game. Unbelievable. 11 years old. What a stud. Definitely uh, enjoying listening to the show. You guys have some great stats, and I'm... We're going to have a bunch of people following. All right? You can just keep these up. Keep these up. Do these shows. And, and uh, I, you know, we're really enjoying this. We're out here in California. You got listeners all the way in Northern Cali. So, I love awesome. it. All right. Yeah, Tom and, and I. Uh, all right. Oh, you, go ahead. You guys are just doing uh, good things, starting stuff out like this, you know. And uh, this can take you a long way. And, you know, I, I like to hear stuff like this. And James. You keep mm-hmm. up the good work, buddy. Thank you. Okay. You guys have a good one, huh? It was a you pleasure. Too, Harry. I'll keep on listening, and uh, you'll see those followers climbing. All right. You awesome. Guys have a good one. All right. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Harry. Absolutely. 
Yeah, Tom and I, uh, Tom and I are actually guest calling in right now from our show. We have another show on this app called the Touchdown Rundown. <laughs> Down. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, got a plug. Got a plug, James. Yeah, we'll I, we'll try and have James on sometime in the future too. Right. Yeah, we got to get better about putting guests in. But yeah, that's our show. Oh, Chase. Okay, yes, we got yeah. Chase. The Chase. Excellent. We love Chase. We love Chase in the Touchdown Rundown. Let's How are you doing, Chase? How are we doing, guys? It's a it's a big week. I, I love this the, the three speakers right now. I'm I'm hyped on this show. Uh, a lot of football to go over. Uh, Chase is but, actually um, going to be uh, here at uh, six. Yeah, awesome. so I'm, I'm listening on. I'll be on in a, a little bit, but I just wanted to say what's up. And uh, no, if you, um, I'll call back when I have some some real points to make. But I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear it, Chase. Uh, Chase, oh shoot, Chase, you're a Falcons fan. We need to get your opinion on who the Falcons should be taking. So oh, yeah, get, I had them in my get back in here, Chase. In my mock draft, I had them taking Kenny Pickett. It's not a threat, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, Pickett in my mock draft, so yeah. What okay, James, I I think we forego the quarterback position. I know, and and Matt Ryan is uh, infuriating for a lot of Falcons fans, me included. I don't love his play. But this is not a good quarterback draft. Kenny Pickett or whoever yeah, you have mocked as the number one quarterback would have been quarterback six or seven in last year's draft. That like mean. we 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 probably should have had like to pull the trigger last year on a developmental situation like a Trey Lance. But I, I mean, I guess it was going to be just too hard when as soon as the Niners moved up for us to like get one of the guys the Falcons were comfortable with. I mean, not that Mac, Mac Jones would have been awesome as Mac Ryan's backup, but hey, like we missed out on our opportunity. I think we we go for best positional availability. I would love Kyle Hamilton, and then we wait it out till next year, which will be another good quarterback draft class. They get another name, right? Yeah, I'm going to the Vikings. I mean, that could be. I think they're going to let Harrison Smith walk, so that makes sense. Um, I, I I would love to see Hamilton with AJ Terrell in, in that secondary would be pretty nasty. Uh, we could also use a pass rusher, um, so maybe uh, the the other D end out of Michigan, not Hutchinson, but uh, David Ajobo. Um, or I, I'm not good at pronouncing that name, but um, I would like to see them take either a pass rusher or I don't know, maybe. Well, I guess uh, one of the things that is. I've heard constantly talked about this year with the draft is that it's not a good quarterback year. Uh, that's always been something Tom knows this, that I have never liked like that saying like, Oh, this is a great quarterback year. Or, this is a terrible quarterback year. Like last year was supposed to be a great quarterback year. This is one of the takes that I had. That was probably my hottest take of all time for this season. Oh, here that it comes. Trevor Lawrence was going to bust and he was going to be terrible. I called it before he was drafted and he's awful. So I don't think there's like a way that I you can say like this guy's going to be great and this guy's going to be terrible. Like you get guys that are picked out of the 4th to 6th round that are awesome quarterbacks and you get these first rounders that are absolutely terrible. terrible it seems yeah. like more often than not they're busts. Tony, yeah. is there somebody that you thought was going to be better than Trevor Lawrence who kind of like went off this year and you were the first person to to notice him? Oh, oh I Davis like- Mills. I love me some Davis Mills. I I I don't knew know Davis that. Mills was going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, and I hope it stands. 
I don't know about that. Uh, for, okay, so here, let's, yeah, I have the stats all year. I have the stats in front of me. So I'll do a blind read. This is what Tony and I do when we disagree on a player and we want to try to fairly evaluate as we do blind reads. So I'm going to blind read you the stats and you tell me who you want on your team right now. Um, okay, so this player played in a, hand, uh, in a handful of games. So he had 66 Completion percentage, almost 67, actually, 2,664 yards, 16 touchdowns, only two, uh, only 10 interceptions, and his sacks were 31, but I'm going to blame that on the offensive line. Player number two. 31. Six, yeah, no, these two players both took a lot of sacks. Um, the, the next player, 60 completion percentage, 3,641 yards, 12 touchdowns, but he also had 17 interceptions. That's um, definitely Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but just listening to that stat line and realizing that Davis Mills only played 13 games to Trevor Lawrence's 17, That's had great. more touchdowns and fewer interceptions, I, I don't hate it. Like, it's a, it's a one-year, right? It's one year. It's too early. I think that you probably can't make a good conclusion from it, but I think Tony's take has legs, with his, with which if you told me that Davis Mills was going to outperform the number one pick in the draft, uh, I would not have believed you, and I probably would have laughed at Tony, as oh, I do yeah, regularly. Cause you, it's because you did laugh at me. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's what we do. It is what we do, but this is finally a hot take I have that's actually developed really, really well. Okay, don't say it's finally. You also called the Titans, and I'm pretty... I didn't laugh at you for that one. I said it was out, out of the box, though, so you have, give true. yourself some credit. You, you, you pick some good ones. I want to hop in here. Um, the There's a running back out of Baylor named Abraham Smith. I called Nick Chubb that he was going to be good. I've been I was watching him in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I call, I knew it that he was going to be great. But now I'm going to take this to Abraham Smith. Let me pull up his stats real quick. He just the way I I just love the way that he plays, how he's been running. And also another person that was terrible his rookie year was Peyton Manning. No, for sure, but that was also oh, a different time. Like the, something that we've seen with yeah, quarterbacks I, is that yeah. as the position has changed, and in large part, in my opinion, to, because of Aaron Rodgers, the position has changed in which you have to be accurate in a way that you were not accurate before. Um, and so, obviously, we saw Peyton Manning have a ton of interceptions. But when you're oh, you know, a rookie who arguably performed as the number one pick worse than somebody who's taken, I believe, in the fourth round, that is, I think, a little bit alarming. If you're a Jaguars fan. Yeah. yeah. Plus, like, let's look at how many guys perform poorly their first year and then a have a bad career. And then let's look at guys who perform poorly their first year and finish with a Hall of Fame career. Like one no. of those has a lot more people than the other. Uh, all right. I have uh, Abram Smith's uh, stats pulled up. So uh, in this last game uh in the first game of the year against Texas State, he had 19 attempts for uh, eight, uh, 118 yards. Uh, in uh, te- Against Texas Southern, he had 12 uh, attempts for 126 yards. Against Kansas, he had 122 yards and 16 attempts. Iowa State, hor- not a great game uh, with 10 attempts and 47 yards. At Oklahoma State, 10 attempts, 87 y- uh, 97 yards. West Virginia, 11 attempts, 87 yards. Against BYU, 27 attempts, 80, 188 yards. I, I'm guessing you get where I'm going with this. I think he would probably be uh, Dearness Johnson's hype, you know? 
if he were to get in the league and then start off with like a big boom almost, you know? Yeah, I think it just depends on what team he goes to, right? Like, that's the problem with, a, like, especially running backs, I think, is a big one. If you are a fantastic running back, like, let's say you're projected to be a top three pick. If you're projected to be a top three pick as a running back, you go into the league, you get picked top three. If you're being picked top three, odds are that team's going to have a terrible O-line. And if that team is a terrible O-line, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to do very well because running backs pretty much live and die on their O-line. So that's why I don't think if you're one of these fantastic running backs, there is a thing, there is such a thing as getting drafted too high. Like if you're a running back, honestly, I would want to be like projected 25th overall pick, something like that. That would be awesome because then you're in a sweet spot where you likely are going to a good team with a good O-line. Yeah, I can't disagree with that really, actually. So looking at Abram Smith, um, just a quick... I think Abram Smith would probably be good with the Colts as a backup to Jonathan Taylor to learn from one of the best in the league and also just get into like that rhythm with the great O-line that they have. No. Yeah. And you said you were a Panthers fan, right? Uh, yes, I am. It's a, a, a gift and a curse. I had um, the Panthers at... Uh, I had them doing a trade for the first round pick for... Uh, they got New England. They traded their first and second round pick for New England's uh, 17. And, uh, the, and New England's third for their second. But I had uh, them getting Kyle Hamilton, the safety at a Notre Dame. I would die if we got Kyle Hamilton, but I honestly don't think he lasts that long. Like, you'd have to trade up pretty aggressively, I think, to, to get him. I don't even know if he'll be there at six. Like, I could genuinely see a lot of other six, people really? taking I know that, so the mock I'm looking at, it's the only mock um, that that's really really up to date. It's has Kyle Hamilton going at 10th to the Jets. There is a, a little bit of irony. Um, that the, that's, No, I don't think the Jets will take him because don't they have a pretty good safety core? Can I mean, I the, the idea for, according to this mock draft, is that Ham, he would be a replacement for Jamal Adams, which is why it's kind of a little funny that they'd be that, taking Kyle yeah, Hamilton. That's not uh, but from what I'm looking at, according to CBS, he is both the prospect rank number one and position rank number one. So I have a feeling that he will probably go pretty early um, just because he's so good. He would so, be an awesome addition with right next to J.C. Horn coming back healthy. You would actually no, can you imagine that's, pretty elite that, secondary? That secondary would be terrifying, which is why I would be so excited if he did. We'd have hopefully Stephon Gilmore. We can re-sign him. We'd have Horn. We'd have... Um, it would just be a really good secondary. I'd be really excited. He was there. He got tr- he got traded uh, midway through the season. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't hear about this. Okay, my bad. Yeah, there was some issue that the Patriots and Stephon Gilmore couldn't come to some sort of contract agreement. So the Patriots oh. were like, "Once you once we activate you, we're going to put you up." And the Panthers were like, "We'll take him because he's a a native, I believe, of Charlotte." Yeah, yeah I also. I'm looking at two mock drafts. The one that I did, I this one also has the Jets taking Kyle Hamilton, but um, I also ha- I have the Browns taking uh, Jamison Williams over Garrett Wilson, just because I think just judging on the way that they both played, they both look a lot uh, 
Williams looks a lot better than Wilson. Yeah, no, like Tony and I said earlier in the show, we'll absolutely default to your judgment. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't watch enough college football to to have an informed, intelligent, honestly pick. I, I, you know, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure Tony would agree that you know we, we trust other people with some of this stuff because we're so busy trying to just stay up to date with the NFL. This is why we have Campbell Jones as a guest. Exactly, he can throw out all the college takes, and we can just agree with him. We can pretend we we can pretend we we know what he's saying. <laughs> yep, huge, huge shout out to uh, Campbell Jones and all the right takes. Another great podcast. Yeah, indeed. Um, I was uh, Chase is about to come on in five minutes. Uh, Chase, are you okay if they like staying here for a little bit longer or? Tony Thomas, do you guys care if he comes in or like? Oh, I don't mind if Chase comes in. I do have to get running though. Um, I've got a, okay. I've got some stuff to to do tonight. Unfortunately, otherwise, I would love to to stay and chat a little bit more. Yeah, Tony, I got a bit of homework to get on, so I love homework. All right. Well, um, I hope you guys have an amazing night. Um, Thank you. Thanks for letting us come on. No, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's always fun to talk sports with with knowledgeable people, and you definitely are are one of those people. Thank you so much. All right, Chase, uh, what's up? I'm gonna add you to this queue or to the. I'm gonna invite you to speak. Perfect. Love it. Um, happy happy to be on. Thank you for coming on. Um, everybody, this is, uh, Chase Klein, head of sports partnerships and contents at Colin, formerly Fox Sports and UTA. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be on. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just had an amazing show with, uh, Tony Thomas. That was pretty great. Nice. Loved it. Yeah, no, um, appreciate all the draft talk. I think this is a really exciting time in football because, I mean, it's sad. It's it's tough to talk about people's jobs, but you got a lot of turmoil um, with yeah. head coaching vacancies. You've got front office vacancies. Uh, we got playoffs. I mean, I love Wild Card Weekend. That's I think my favorite weekend in football. Um, just all good games, stack the deck. Um, what do you want to get into, James? I don't know. It's it's your show. I I kind of want to get into uh this uh Miami's Dolphins firing Brian, uh Brian Flores off of two winning seasons. I don't really know the motive off of this, but they just well, I mean they didn't make the playoffs, but these are two winning seasons, eight and nine. Like what? Yeah, what I do mean, you I, think I the motive was on this one. I think it ultimately was a politics thing. Um, it. There's just – when you're winning, you can do whatever you want. When you're Bill Belichick and you have six Super Bowls, you can, you can just – you can play around and, and, and you, no one tells you what to do. You can treat people how you want. But when you haven't made the playoffs, you, you can't. Even though you're a good coach, and I think Flores is a really good coach and he'll have an opportunity to coach in this league next year, you, you just don't have the equity in the building – to to act a certain way and and ultimately it became a, a power struggle between him and the general manager Chris Greer and Greer just had more equity with ownership and so I, although it wasn't a, a football decision and, and a lot of people will be upset that they they fired him if, if you're yeah. a coach and your GM aren't on the same page 
uh, it's going to be hard to win football games. Um, and ultimately, they didn't win enough uh, to overcome that. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And I also want to say thank you for um, coming on the show once again and replying so quickly. I did not expect that. You were like, click 10 seconds. And uh, in this uh, Raiders-Bengals uh, game, I don't think they have a chance anymore because I just found out that uh, Darren Waller and uh, Jacobs are both hurt and were limited in practice on Tuesday. So I don't think that the Raiders are going to have a chance. Do you want to go over uh, playoff predictions? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm with you. I, I think the Bengals have really hit a stride. Um, even though the Raiders, they, they won that big game against the Chargers, yeah. a wacky game, an awesome that- game. I, I think the Bengals and what Jamar Chase has been able to do the last half of the season or third of the season is is pretty incredible. And the Raiders don't have a shutdown corner that's going to be able to stop him. Um, he's he's too physical. He's too good with the ball in his hands. Um, I ultimately, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think maybe it gets close, but I have the Bengals winning it at home. Yeah. And I also have a question about, um, speaking of Raiders, do you think uh, Henry Ruggs squares over? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to hope his, I hope he's able to kind of rehabilitate him, himself and, and get, like, the help he needs. But um, yeah, I'd never say it's over. I thought Michael Vick's career was over um, yeah, after what happened to him. But he was able to kind of come back into the league. Uh, it. So, I, I mean, I would put it if percent chance maybe he's got, like, a – 10% chance of getting back in the league, but it's, it's yeah. odds are, odds are slim. Um, uh, let's get into these. Um, uh, do you have, uh, a bracket set up for the playoffs yet? Um, like my predictions. Uh, yeah. I, I've been taking it week by week. So I haven't, I mean, I have kind of a lean on who I, who I think may win it all, but I haven't gone through it. I probably should. I have ideas about this. Um, these games though, I, I think I know at least this week I've, Kind of got figured out. I I think from um, an upset standpoint, the sneakiest one that I think actually has the best chance are the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles um, have a good yeah. chance of beating the Buccaneers. Me which and is, Tony were talking about that. Thomas did not agree with us at all. <laughs> and listen, uh, I, because that weather is just going to be a huge factor in my opinion. Because and the Bucks' uh, running defense isn't great. And Eagles are number one at running, so I definitely think they're going to be able to slip through. A hundred percent. And this Eagles, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Um, uh, the Eagles defense is 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 coming on of late. It's it's pretty sneaky unit. I I think the the Bucks have just lost a lot of weapons. I know Tom Brady could kind of make whatever work, but when you don't have Godwin, when you don't have AV, yeah. Kind of a limited Mike Evans, and and who knows what you get out of Gronk. I I don't. I'm not as scared as the Bucks as I once was, and it, I don't know Tom Brady. Like when he does lose in the playoffs, he loses early. So um, yeah, it could be. It could we could be looking at another like Titans game where um, it, they're just running the football and uh, the Bucks are kind of playing catch up. The the backups for Chris Godwin. Uh, and Mike Evans are Scott Miller, Rashad Perryman, Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Davis, and Justin Watson. Ooh, 
I hope we don't yeah. have to hear Justin Watson's name. Um, I, yeah. I think they're actually not that bad. It, like I, I'm Rashad Perryman and Scott Miller. Are okay, but I, yeah. besides that, yeah, not, gets, this is, if if Justin Watson has to come in, this is not going to. I don't think Tampa Bay has a chance. Yeah, and then their running game hasn't really been there. Um, so yeah, but actually, uh, Tom gave me the stat. They're actually fourth in running the league, which is... Wow. That must I, be but prior to yeah. the, the Leonard Fournette. They must have racked up a lot of mileage prior to Leonard Fournette getting hurt. Um, because yeah. Rojo, Rojo hasn't been the guy. Um, and, yeah, Leonard... I mean, I think he's back, but limited, maybe. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's... Uh, Fournette and that's Bernard my, both limited. They just came off IR. Yeah. They have, like, 20, 21 days or something to be activated. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just like I'm not bullish on I, I don't know. I listen, if I had to bet money um on the money line who's gonna win, um I'm gonna take the Bucks, but the points I've I'm 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 tempted to take um the Eagles. Eagle. I think they're yeah. close and they, they do have upset potential. Um what do we, I, the game that I'm fascinated about is is the Chiefs uh Steelers game. Do you think the Steelers think- have any chance in this game? Not really. Like the blowout in week sixteen, I just, I just don't think they're going to be able to bounce back from that. It's just not even. I don't yeah. think that's really going to be excited. There's not going to be a, that much people like tuning into that, unless they're like diehard Steelers fans and stuff. And like when some of the Raiders players, like when that Raiders game was happening, Steelers fans were like literally dying. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I just I don't think that game would be great. Also, um, my game of the week is definitely going to be that Patriots-Bills game. Patriots-Bills game, yeah. I mean, this is the rubber match. Uh, I I think this is going to be a blowout. I think the Bills roll. Um, the reason, oh, I, I was going to the Patriots. Oh, you have the Patriots? I think the Bills figured some things out. Um, everyone's – this Patriots team is kind of – I don't know. They're – they're falling off a little bit. Um, I think they start Ramondre Stevenson if they want any chance of winning. He's just been a just a power out of the backfield. Yeah, no, I think you. I think you're actually right. I I just think listen, the Josh Allen when he's hot, he's one. He's just one of yeah, the best quarterbacks in the in yeah. the league. It's hard to stop. They figured out a lot of ways to use his legs which they couldn't do and stupidly didn't do much of um, during um, the first matchup. But that game was so weird. Uh, I throw that one out. Belichick obviously was a genius and and they didn't throw the ball at all. But but I don't trust Mac. When Mac is going to be forced to throw the football, which he's going to be. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not great at throwing the football. Like in that Tennessee game, he had three attempts. Like that was... Just can't yeah. happen. The, the sneaky part about that 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 wind that really windy game where they didn't throw the ball at all was like they were, oh, that was a perfect situation for them to be able to like hide what Mac Jones can't do. Um, there, that's not going to be the case. Like you, you're not get like they're going to have to be able to throw to win games because there's going to be points. It's not going to be a defense fest. And uh, I, 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 just, I think they become too one dimensional. And one dimensional does not win for you in the playoffs. It really does. And like they had, I mean, that game. I understand why they weren't throwing. Like they had, like NFL 
caliber punters, there was a 21-yard punt. Yeah, like crazy. If a punter in the NFL can't punt more than 21 yards, I mean, I can't fault Belichick for doing that, but I definitely think they could have. I definitely think they could have um, thrown more. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of any other games that um, you're interested in? Um, I think the Rams game is sneaky. I think Rams Cardinals. Uh, that'll be a great game. The Rams can pull their shit together. Yeah. That, um, you know, yeah. For sure. Um, what, what else is there uh, that I'm really interested in? I I, I know you guys um, were talking about it earlier, but I don't have like too much interest in. Um, in this 49ers Cowboys game, I hope so. I'm, a, I'm think... an Niners fan. I'm an Niners fan. Oh, you're. Well, oh, okay. I'm a Niners and I... fan. I hope that the Niners are going to be able to pull that one out. Yeah, people are picking that. That's a popular upset pick. Um, so you you could have something there. I, I, I think I don't know. It's tough to read that game, but I, 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 I hate to do this. I think the Patriots are or the sorry the Cowboys are going to win that game. Yeah, I yeah they have a. Pretty great defense and all sorts of that, all all sorts of that. Oh my gosh, all kinds of that stuff and the defense, pretty good. All right, what's our what's your what's our next segment? Your choice. Go ahead. Um, do we want to do draft. a little bit about coaching vacancies? Do you want to uh, who, who who do you think would be the best hire for the, the Chicago Bears? Brian Flores. Do you think he's the top just across the board? Unless they can pull someone. Uh, yeah, I think so, because he came off two winning seasons with Miami. I really don't know why they fired him, honestly. No, yeah, I, I think they go Dable. Um, because I think Flores, I think the reason that David Coley just got fired from the Texans was because they pretty sure that they could hire Brian Flores. He's got a good relationship. Flores that is with uh, Nick Cesario, who's who's going to be running that team. So I think they have an idea that they could they can get Flores in there, and then they can bring Deshaun Watson back. Um, so I I, I, yeah, I think he's going to be off the board, and then Dable is kind of my next best coordinator available. Yeah, who do you do you think Watson? What do you think about the probability of Watson going to the Browns for Jarvis Baker and a couple picks? Um. Yeah, it's I I I mean, would they do it? I don't know. The Browns or the Texans? I think the Texans are going back and forth. Because at first they were like, we're trading him, we're getting out of town. But now I've heard kind of some rumblings that they're going to want to keep him. And I think Flores, if you hire a coach like Flores, you're not going through a rebuild. I think you're going, you're going to go keep Watson and actually try to go win some games. So I don't, I mean, that's not like, it's weird to judge like what the price should be for Deshaun Watson because like talent wise and like he's a young dude like it should be like a lot of first round picks but because of all the off the field stuff it's super hard to gauge. Yeah, for sure. If they're going to rebuild, the only it's probably gonna be through the draft. If they're gonna do anything like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I just there has just been NFL dot com. They just reported the COVID testing results and all that vaccination rates and stuff. So let's. There has, a, there has been 800 
961 players and 803 personnel have confirmed positive. Out of oh, okay. The, so, yeah. Uh, you want to get the next one into the next, or do you want to keep going with this? Um, one? yeah, we can get to the next one. Um, let's. Uh, I think we should profile the next uh, one of the other uh, playoff games this weekend. Um, do you have um, kind of a good read on um, what's the three six in in the AFC? Oh, that's that's Bills Patriots. I think we did, we actually did all of those. Um, yeah. I think who who would you want the Broncos to hire as a coach? What, where do you think we're we're doing? Um, how do we I... rebuild that that franchise? Hold on, let me look at some of the coaches that are available. Um, do you think... I think Eric Bieniemy would be a good spot for the Broncos. Chase, do you want to take this call? Hey, what's up? Uh, you can unmute in the bottom right. How are we doing, Harry? How are we doing? So just give it a minute for the unmute. I yeah, think. all good. It's right next to the emojis and leave. Yeah, at the bottom there. There we go. All right. Hello, Harry. You can, you can hear me, James? Yeah. So I hear you. You're picking the 49ers to win. I'm no. I'm just rooting for them. I don't think I don't think they're gonna win. They have a they have a chance to win, but I don't think they there's upset potential. Yeah, because you know the you know the Cowboys are your uh, grandpa's favorite team, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm picking the forty nine the the Cowboys to beat the forty ers and close that one out. Yeah, I'm picking them by about fourteen points. Uh, what do you think, 28, 28, 14, maybe 35, 28. Yeah, 20, that sounds good. 35, 21. Yeah, that's pretty good, yep. Yeah. Um, so, so what, uh, you're saying? You got any questions for Chase? Well, I just got on and I just heard you, uh, you know, speaking about the... Uh, the 49ers, you think they're going to win and stuff like that? So, I don't think they might make it. Pa- I don't think they're going to make it past the second round. My opinion. Uh, but okay. you got any besides these cow- uh them cowboys? What was that? You got anything else besides the the cowboys? No, I just wanted to, uh, you know, tell you that I think the Cowboys are going to 
I'm with you, Harry. You know, I think the Cowboys are going to win. You know, I have a, I, have a I think feeling. my uh, Michael Parsons is going to go crazy on them. Oh yeah, because he is back, and yeah, you might have to agree you with know. that. One. Like that, so yeah. So that 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 was it. You know. All right, thank you. I'm just listening to you guys. You know. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Hopping in. Yeah, you have a you guys have a good uh, rest of the show. All right, thank thank you. you. Appreciate you calling in. Right. James, um, so I, I think the Eric Bieniemy situation to kind of go back to that. Like, I trust him a bit, but Andy Reid's like, if you look at the track record of his assistant coaches, not that good. Matt Nagy's just getting fired. Um, you got Doug Peterson who got fired. He may get a new new job, but like, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of hard for those guys to win when they're outside of uh, the Reid. Yeah, I. I also another person besides B enemy would be the um defensive coordinator and uh, assistant head coach for the Vikings, Leslie Frazier. I think he would be uh great for the uh Broncos as a defensive coordinator. That Broncos defense is pretty dangerous. I I like that. Um, yeah, obviously Fangio like he's a defensive guy. Like, yeah, he's about as good of a defensive mind as you're gonna find. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I think they, if you're Elway, like you've got a lot of problems, but maybe he's trying to go for like more of. A- yeah. Also, maybe someone like uh, a Marvin Lewis or Anthony Lynn. You know. Okay. Go go back. Yeah, I mean Marvin was good. I think called Jim Caldwell is a name to look out for. I think he's yeah. gonna get some he's gonna get some play for sure. He, he, he was he's a Lions What what was he? A Lions head coach? He I think he was a head coach of the of the Colts and the Lions, yeah. right? And the Lions are pretty good under him. Same with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think Jim Caldwell will probably get some play in uh, that one. Uh, what do you think about the Dolphins? Who do you think they're going to take? Someone like a Josh McDaniels, Bill Parcells? Uh, McDaniels would be great. Um, you said Bill Parcells? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to keep coaching, I would hire him. But um, he may be out of the game. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, why not? Like, maybe this, maybe they could bring him back. You know? Yeah, that would be fun. He's come back. Yeah, that'd be before. that'd be pretty cool. Definitely come back before. Um, I don't, th- I I don't think, think he'd probably be like someone who sits up in the booth. I don't think he would be a head coach. He's eighty now, I think. Yeah, he's old. But um, uh, McDaniel's is great. I mean, I'm a huge McDaniel's fan. I think he would be. He's best available. But it seems like he's got kind of this sweetheart promise deal from Belichick to take over the Patriots when Belichick's done. That's what has been rumored in the past. I don't know if that's true, but I could see that maybe being the case. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, not Zimmer. Uh, I don't know. Do you think David Culley could possibly – 
bounce back. He's a good coach. Like, I thought he did a good job. That team was horrible. Horrible situation. <laughs> kind of set up with a bad roster. Like, yeah, they, but did they did. He, he did. Um, he definitely helped out. All the games were very close. So. Yeah, they, I, I thought they overachieved, if anything. So yeah. um, I was, it's kind of weird to see him not get an opportunity. But, um, you know, I that's why I'm pretty sure they have something lined up with um, uh, with Flores because the, the, the GM there really has a close relationship with Flores from back in the Patriots days. Yeah. Do you think um... – Bill O'Brien would possibly go anywhere. I don't think so at all. But what do you think about that? I think Bill O'Brien is is actually a decent coach. He gets a lot of crap because of the way he finished. And he should yeah. he shouldn't have been the the GM. He shouldn't have had control over the personnel. I think that was a mistake yeah, giving him that kind of control. But it wasn't a mistake. He made the playoffs like. Four out of the six years she was there, he helped develop Deshaun Watson. I think people don't realize Deshaun Watson wasn't thought to be like, um, like Trevor Lawrence or like, like Joe yeah. Like he wasn't. He was a late later pick. He, I mean, he had success in college, but people didn't think he would translate to the pros. And Bill, like, Bill did a really good job with them. So um, O'Brien, O'Brien's a good coach. Like, if I was, I think the Jaguars maybe like take a chance on him. If, as long as you have a good like situation in your front office like he's a guy that can kind of win you some ball games yeah and i'm just seeing right now that um actually david cullen uh the guaranteed money he's walking away with about 22 million wow good for him because he deserves that money yeah shouldn't have been fired i think he was doing great yeah uh, he definitely overachieved. Every single game was close except for about like three or four. Yeah, 100%. Also, thanks someone who someone who else is uh, also in the running. Uh, how about Todd Bowles? Been doing pretty good for uh, Tampa. He's a good uh, – yeah, I mean, he's not like – he's not a very vocal guy, but super smart. Like, I, yeah, I, know, I know a guy that played for him who's just like – the guy knows like – everything about defense. His defenses are always really good. Some of these guys, coach, like, like, I think Fangio's an example of, like, a really, really good coordinator, like, knows the game inside and out, but, like, yeah. it's hard to do everything you have to do as a head coach. Like, take a look at, Jim, like, John Harbaugh. Like, John Harbaugh doesn't really, like, know one side of the ball or the other. He was a special yeah. teams coach. He just, he just a specialty. Yeah, he's just a yeah, but football he, guy. If you're a CEO, like if you're a good CEO type, which like he is, like you make good decisions. You'll hire the right people around you. You'll be a good leader. You'll kind of like work with the front office well. So like, there's value in like, like that part of the job, even if you're like not the smartest like, football brain. So like, that's like, that's I think what floor is like. He didn't play like a lot of the the like political games super well, but like. He I, he still like had like a lot of leadership traits, so maybe he's learned a bit and will be better like in his next stint. If you gotta, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, you want to take a little break and uh, 
I just get back into like some of the injury reports and stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back and taking a like a three minute break. We'll be back after this one. Uh, keep it locked here uh, on the halftime show with James Lake and our special guest Chase Klein. What's going on, everybody? We are back um, with the halftime show with James Lake, uh, with uh, our special guest, uh, head of sports partnerships and contents at Colin, formerly Fox Sports and UTA, Chase Klein. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around uh, during that short intermission, and uh, let's get right back into it. Pulling up these injury updates. Uh, J.J. Watt returned to practice Thursday ahead of Monday's playoff game against the Rams, was designated to return from injured reserve on January 7th. Coach Cliff Kingsbury said that he was very limited in practice. He said he was only going to come back if he could fully contribute. Chase, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good play, or do you think he should come back regardless? I think he should come back and play, no matter what. Just get out there. It's the playoffs, man. Yeah. They would definitely, they definitely need him right now. Um, uh, Bengals receiver Stanley Morgan, hamstring, and quarterback Jalen Davis are questionable to play against Las Vegas. While defensive tackle Josh Chuapo, uh with uh, dealing with a knee injury, is doubtful. Cowboys activated safety Jerron Curse from the reserve COVID nineteen list. Green Bay pass rusher Whitney Merciless returned to practice on Thursday. Kansas City Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire shoulder he did not practice Thursday after being limited. Wednesday, the receiver Tyreek Hill was also limited after practicing fully on Wednesday. Do you think Alaire or Hill, do you think they're going to be affected by this? Do you think that the Chiefs are going to be affected or that Pringle and uh, Hardman are going to step up in his place and Daryl Williams is going to step up in Alaire's place? Um, Nick Wright 
is going on the radio and the TV and just talking about how the Chiefs should sit their guys and how they should just rest up for the next round. I think that's BS. I, I think yeah, I that I, that's yeah. Un, that's not acceptable. They it's a playoff yeah. game. It, just because they absolutely blew out the the Steelers does not mean that they should just bench their players. It's not you don't take any this isn't like for a fun game. Yeah, not like let's not act like Ben wasn't joking when he was like, "Oh, we're, let's just go out here and have fun." He was obviously joking. He, they're definitely going to try as hard as they can. I, I don't think they have a chance though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect the outcome, but like they got, they got to go for it. You know, it's going to be yeah, tough for sure. And then with that, um, you had did you have Philly or um, Tampa winning that uh, playoff game? I ultimately. If I had to bet my life, I'd say Tampa. But I think Philly has a shot at the upset, for sure. Uh, me and uh, Tony were talking how uh, Philly was – we thought Philly was going to win. But I'm now second-guessed that because uh, this was just released. Miles Sanders with his uh, hand injury he was limited in practice again. Oh, really? So I don't know – it be they are the number one rushing defense in the uh, rushing offense in the NFL, but I don't think that without Miles Sanders they're going to be able to uh, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Just power through huh? that. That's one of the biggest losses for a playoff being the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Yeah, I mean it gets tricky. I mean, Miles is really good. I think that O-line is really, like, like I trust that Philly O-line a lot. So I'm not, like, writing it off, but you, you want to have your best running back. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh uh, wide receiver Drew Smith-Schuster was uh, designated to return uh, from injury reserve and return to practice. Smith was, on, uh, was placed on IR in October. Due to a shoulder injury that requires surgery, running back Najee Harris and guard Trey Turner did not practice. That's going to be Harris and Turner. Those are huge, uh, huge losses for them. Uh, you think? Oh, and also, uh, New England Patriots have thirteen players uh, as questionable. I okay, I didn't see this whole paragraph. Um, that's a Belichick. That's a Belichick move. He always puts every one of his players as questionable, so that he plays mind games with the opponent, and they don't know who's going to play in the game. That's a classic Belichick move. Um, Christian Barmore, uh, David Andrews with a shoulder injury, defensive lineman. Uh, Christian Barmore, linebacker Jamie Collins, defensive back Cody Davis, uh, defensive back Kyle Duggar, kicker Nick Folk. I definitely he's dealing with a left knee injury. I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, it is just a kicker, but once again, it's their kicker. Like when the Browns, they started the, that new kicker. Uh, I don't know. I forgot what his name was. Uh, Chris Nagar or something. That did not play out well. Uh, they also have defenseman Lawrence Guy out, running back Damian Harris, linebacker Dante Hightower, linebacker Brandon King, receiver Jacoby Myers, safety Adrian Phillips, and Isaiah Wynn with a hip and ankle injury. 
and that's all we got for the injury update. Uh, Chris, I mean Chase, do you, is there anything uh, up out of the ordinary that that you you'll think that uh, will affect any of these teams come playoff time? Um, COVID nineteen is obviously out of the ordinary. Um, for sure, you, you got to kind of factor that in um, with anything you're talking about this season. But um, other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, necessarily think I'm I'm too worried about much else. You know, uh, I think it's going to be pretty normal from there on. All right. Um, do we have anything else? Any other topics that you would like to discuss? No, man. I think this was good. I think we previewed the playoffs pretty well. This is really fun to ha- to be on. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I hope everybody here did enjoy. I certainly did enjoy it. Chase, thank you so much for coming on. I hope to have you on again soon. Appreciate it. I'll come back whenever. You just tell me. All right. All right, this has been fun with everybody. This was the halftime show with James Lake. I'm your host, James Lake, Chase Klein. Thank you to Chase Klein, uh, Thomas, and Tony. Um, uh, come out here next time, and uh, thank you guys for watching. Have a great rest of your day.